0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the PlayStation Drive. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Turford, the man on the moose, and I'm joined, as always, by the man himself, Mr. Matt Sawinski. Matt, how are you doing on this lovely, lovely Thursday morning that apparently feels like it's like summer, but it's November, which is weird.
1: And it's also just time is not a construct anymore. Like, I have no idea what time it is. Daylight savings have completely thrown me off. But I have had a morning Ryan. But I'll tell you about that when we get to the, to the playlist. But uh, otherwise, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How are you doing, my friend? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I'm doing fine as well. I mean, the only
0: and I say it feels like summer because like in my apartment, uh, not only is it like 15 degrees outside here in London, but like the heat is on my in my apartment. And it's like blasting. So like even with the <laughs> windows open. It's still like super hot in here. So it's it's, like hotter in here than it was during the summer, which is just crazy to think about. But enough about weather it's time to talk about playstation <laughs> but before we do that of course we got to clean the garage a little bit so if you like what we do and you want to support the show there's a number of awesome ways to do that number one you can subscribe to us on your podcast feed of choice whether it's apple Podcasts, google play spotify or all the things so you can check us out where you check out other podcasts um you can also subscribe to us on youtube youtube.com slash yumi capri we put up a video version of the show every single friday morning so if you want to see our beautiful faces go check us out over there subscribe like the videos Comment on stuff, you know, walk your dog and just enjoy your day, whatever, whatever it is you do. Um, we did also, Matt, I don't know if you saw this. We talked about this on the Xbox Drive yesterday, but we hit a major milestone for the YouTube channel. We have finally hit five. Hundred subscribers so I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's gone ahead and subscribed to the channel for supporting us for, for checking out some of the videos and and being awesome so um, we had actually had a contest going for a while now for pretty much a year at this point trying to get to 500 subscribers for uh, a one-year code for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate I know this is a PlayStation show but still um, we're actually doing the draw for this this the morning that you're going to be hearing this so Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time I'm going to be doing the draw over on Twitter, so at Capri's on Twitter to see if you've won, and anyone who's subscribed to the channel has entered to win. So um, I will be uh, announcing the winner the morning you're hearing this, so check us out over there. And then we may have stuff Lined up for if we hit a thousand subscribers, but I'll talk about that on a, on a later episode because we're still a long ways away from that. And then, last but not least, you can uh, if you want early access to this and all of our shows, head on over to Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Yumi Capri. That's how you go do that. Throw a little tip in the old tip jar, and out comes content. Also, extra life happened last week which was awesome. Uh, Sean was in Rome, New York all weekend, uh, live streaming. I was actually uh, live streaming as well, doing my extra live stream. since so the last time we we did the show, um, because we did the live show on my stream last week. Um, but uh, of course, we're still raising money t- for the rest of the year, so if you're interested in donating, I've left donation links in the description of this video as well for, for everyone on the team, so check us out there. All right, Matt, let's grab our A-Tracks, mm-hmm. pop them in, it's time. For the playlist and uh, I'm sensing some things from from your playlist entries on the docs. So, Matt, tell me about some of the stuff that's on here.
1: So, I finished Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, absolutely loved it. The ending is as ridiculous as it possibly could have been. I had an absolute blast with it. I actually ended up diving into the potential different dialogue options and choices you make throughout the game. And some of them are actually decently significant. They won't change the overall story, but they do actually add to it in a way that mm-hmm. was more than what I was expecting. So I I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. It's definitely going to be in my top five, if not top three, for my favorite games of the year this year. And uh, the other thing, Ryan, as you you have brought attention to, my entry on the playlist. I tried and failed to play PSVR. Um, So we, as as people know, we got three free PSVR games, and I was like, you know what? The subreddit's on fire. People really seem stoked on what was it? Until you fall, I think, or until I fall, whatever that one was. And also, like I said, I wanted to try Walking Dead. So. I tried to boot it up a couple days ago. Both of my Move controllers dead as doornails. Just of just not, just nothing. And I have like one of those PSVR bases that I realized wasn't plugged in. So I plug that bad boy in. I go up, you know, and the last few days have been a little bit busy. But this morning I woke up. I was like, okay, I'm going to stream for a little bit. And then I'm going to hop onto some PSVR. Pull those controllers out. Still dead. The dock is broken. Yep. So then begins a frantic search looking for old cables to power these things because again they're not even micro usb nor the usb type c they're older than that they're the fat they're
0: ps3 like tech right there which is why like when i had to get a new cable for my uh for my playstation 3 dual dual shot controller like it was a nightmare trying to find a cable because like people don't really have them in great supply anymore
1: yeah, the worst. And like, I still had both of my cables, but I couldn't find them for the life of me. One of them, I, you know, I was actually using for my mic here, um, just because the mic that I had with this one broke in transit. Mm-hmm. Um So what I ended up doing is I found a second cable too, but one of the cables just wouldn't charge anything for whatever reason. The second cable, which is now charging a single controller, um, wouldn't work when I plugged it into the PS5, would not charge when I plugged it into a USB wall outlet. For whatever reason, it only charges when it's plugged into my PC. So to round out this very long story, I really want to play PSVR, (laughs) but the technology at this point is stopping me. So I'm charging one uh, one controller, I'll charge the second, and I'll have updates on all the PSVR games next week. But I just wanted to tell you a little bit about my trials and tribulations this morning, because the biggest thing stopping me right now is these stupid agent controllers please just give us those new ones we know that they're coming just make them compatible with both and just just let me abandon this technology ryan just let me The playstation
0: move though is too good to let go though matt you just you love it so much i mean what if what if you want to break out a copy of sports champions and then do some archery like what are you going to do then if they're not working
1: i don't know it's just like i might as well go pick up a wonder book at this rate and just really kind of dive in Oh, that that that's a good
0: callback right there, Wonderbook. Uh, especially, don't you remember when they did that like whole E three presentation of Wonder Book? Man,
1: that was amazing. I do. Was I was amazing. at work and I was like, I was on break and I pulled that up on my phone and I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> but, anyways, Ryan, that's that's been my week. Guardians still rocks. It's so good. PSVR yeah. is still great outside of outdated technology. What about you? What have you been up to? So,
0: I played a couple things this week. So, the only one I actually listed on the dock was one I talked about on the Xbox Drive yesterday, and that's Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater. This is actually a port of a Wii U game, of all things. It was actually exclusive to Wii U because uh, Nintendo actually owns the rights. To the Fatal Frame series from from Tecmo because they're the ones that actually make this. But, but this is like a long running PlayStation series that goes all the way back to the PlayStation 2, and they're survival horror games. Usually, you're taking uh, the control of like a female student of some kind, and you have this special camera called the Camera Obscura, and it, it's all about like ghosts for the most part. So you're you're you have to take pictures of the ghosts using the camera to basically like suck their souls into the camera and store them there so that they, they don't kill you, essentially, is how it <laughs> works but uh, what I love about the Fatal Frame games is that's so different from a lot of other horror games that we get, at least in the ma- mainstream anyways, but outside of the indie space is um, their focus on Japanese-style horror, so um, think less of like the the slasher films or the um, the the other horror films that we have in America, and more like the type of horror that you saw in stuff like The Ring or The Grudge or something like that. Um, but in game form, which I think is super cool and kind of refreshing when you consider a lot of horror games that are out there, especially stuff like Resident Evil or um, the the Dark Pictures anthology that I talked about last week. Like it's like, it's so different in tone and style from those games uh, that I really appreciated it. So um, I had heard really good things about it on the Wii U. Uh, but I have a Wii U, but I decided I was going to wait until they, they ported this game somewhere else rather than playing it on Wii U. And I'm glad <laughs> that I waited because the PlayStation version of this game ran really well. It was really fun, and I really enjoyed my time with it. So this one's about three um, like missing, missing uh, person investigators, essentially, and they are trying to track down some people that are led astray by these ghosts or spirited away. If, if you want to use, <laughs> go with that term. They use that term <laughs> kind of often in the game, actually. But... Uh- uh, so essentially, you're investigating these cases while also uh, realizing that ghosts are usually behind a lot of the missing persons cases that you're investigating. So it it, it bleeds into the like it's it's a detective game that also bleeds into uh, paranormal stuff, and it's a survival horror game. And yeah, you sometimes if you run out of film, you are frantically running around from running away from ghosts because that's your ammo in this game. Is you have different roles of film essentially, and different roles of film are better against certain ghosts. So, yeah, I really enjoyed this game a lot. I, I liked all three of the, the previous Fatal Frame games back on PlayStation 2, and I'm glad I played this one because it was really good. So hopefully, maybe, that they're doing a re-release like this, maybe this means they'll eventually go back to Fatal Frame because I think it's a, it's a fantastic series and I hope they do more of it. So there you go. Check that out if you like horror games. Uh, sticking with horror games that I didn't put on the dock, but uh, I played Corpse Party this week, which was a port of a PSP uh, game uh, that's on the the PlayStation Five now. I've never played it before, and it's basically like this top-down, retro-looking, uh, like two D pixel art. survival horror game where basically you're these high schoolers that um, do this incantation because one of their friends is essentially moving away um, and they want to be friends forever. So this incantation is supposed to make them friends forever, but they screw up the incantation and basically get summoned into this like demon world, essentially, where there's more ghosts. So another game about ghosts and high school students, essentially, and uh, it's pretty gruesome. But uh, I am actually enjoying the game more than I thought I would. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like that game a lot. And uh, it, it's when you run into some of the enemies, it's more about puzzle solving rather than like, combat with, with them. Like how to, trying to figure out how to get out of a locked room while Ghost is chasing you, for example, is like more of what the combat is, in li- is like in this game. So I really enjoy it, enjoying my time with that. And uh, the other game that I tried real quick, because I actually picked it up while it was on sale last week, Matt. Deathloop. I tried Deathloop. I didn't think I was going to, but I saw it go on sale. I was like, you know what? I'll pick it up on sale. And uh, so far, it's okay. I mean, I'm about an hour in, um, but I, I've talked about it on the show before. I'm not a huge fan of Arcane's games, um, mm-hmm. but I wanted to give it a try because I've heard so many good things about it. And I, w- I always want to give each Arga- Arcane game a chance because maybe this time it'll win me over. And I, d- I definitely think I'm enjoying it more than the, the opening hours of Prey or Dishonored. So I think I'm enjoying it more than other arcane games, but I- I'm only, I've only scratched the surface of it. I've barely gotten into it. But so far, so good with Deathloop. I- I'm actually enjoying it more than I thought I-, I was going to. And I'll definitely talk about it more on next week's show as I get more time of it with it this week. So. I'm go. super
1: excited to hear your thoughts next week on it, Ryan, because I do think that the like the opening hours do take a little bit to get in. But once the game opens up, that's kind of when it really, really clicks for me. Um, so I'm, I'm super curious to hear your thoughts next week yeah so yeah I'll
0: talk about that more next week but yeah so that's the the random slate of games that I had of course I played more Final Fantasy 14 too but you don't need to mm-hmm. really talk mm-hmm. about that because we're going to talk about Final <laughs> Fantasy 14 in a little bit but before we do that let's slam the brakes on this conversation it's time for some breaking news now fun fact about the show that I just realized that I've never said before is that every time I do say breaking news it's like I'm slamming the brakes but I do like the slamming the brakes motion with my foot but then I realized no one can see that because they can't see my feet <laughs> (laughs) Fun, 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 fun behind the curtain uh, facts about the the drive show. So first up, Spider-Man joins Marvel's Avengers on November 30th. So we didn't really know when Spider-Man was coming or what what he was going to look like or anything like that. Uh, But he's swinging into the game on November 30th at the end of the month. Um, I don't know if this is going to get me to go back to Avengers, but I don't mind. like Spider-Man looks cool. I'm sure he's going to be a really fun character to play as. I think they they didn't really show us any video of him, so we don't even know what he's going to play like, but uh, I'm interested to know your thoughts on this, Matt, especially because I I know you haven't really jumped into Avengers yet, but what do you think?
1: Um... I actually played a lot of Avengers. I beat the campaign and then I've been going through it as well. So I finished all the expansions so far. I am going to end up playing this just because I'm dumb and I I love Spider-Man. So obviously I have to jump in and do this to myself too. Yeah. This feels, Ryan, and I don't know where you're at with this. This feels like one of the weirdest character rollouts for any game yeah. ever considering they almost like stealth dropped the announcement like a couple weeks after we had a state of play. I don't know why yeah. they wouldn't have kind of, you know, bundled those two things together. On top of the fact that like We got our first concept art picture, like, yesterday. Yeah. Which you can finally see him, which when they, you know, announced that that he was coming, there wasn't even a a picture of Spider-Man. Like, on top of the fact that they announced that we're going to be seeing him for the first time this week, um, there's apparently... A trailer coming but the dev stream which is where they show a lot of this information apparently from what i'm understanding from the community will be only focusing on his costumes and next week or the week after we'll actually get gameplay that to me seems so backwards i don't know why they wouldn't lead with gameplay which people are obviously much more curious about than they are like the costuming believe me i'm curious to see what kind of you know suits are in the game too but first and foremost i want to see what this guy plays like so i don't know i'm my expectations are not high. I'm going to play it because A, it's free, and B, it's a PlayStation exclusive. So, you know, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. But I just, this feels very, very strange to me. This feels like all rushed and not at the same time. I just, I can't land on, on how I'm feeling about it in terms of its rollout. What are you thinking about the rollout, Ryan? Because this seems, this to me seems very weird. It's, it's I'm not going to lie, it's kind of silly. Because uh, yeah,
0: this is the, the type of character that you would want to like flaunt for your game and and have like two different live streams for it and then because like that's the like costumes is easily the type of thing you could do in one live stream like combining the costumes in the gameplay like you don't need to have like tune in next week for more about spec now unless you're trying I I guess they're trying to you know drive traffic on you know their twitch page or something like that I don't know but yeah I don't see a reason to do it like that it's very silly and again just the way this whole announcement kind of came about is is kind of silly to combine with the fact too that there's not really like like there's there's some small pieces of additional content that's coming alongside spider-man but like there's no like story expansion or anything like that so like you're not really getting anything major as far as content when spider-man comes out at least uh, if the roadmap that they uh showed that that revealed that spider Man's coming out on the 30th which is just another another silly thing that where they and that's in kind of a weird way but the fact that that doesn't list any like new story content or anything like that like just makes me less excited even than before to maybe jump into this. Like maybe I jump in and play Spider-Man when the next piece of story content comes you know next year or something like that if they're if they even do another one at the beyond this point so
1: yeah so i think they did say that we are going to be getting some missions for spider-man but i think it's going to be kind of some of his iconic mission sets like i i'm not expecting anything more than like two or three Mm -hmm. if that because like every time we've had like a rollout black panther was obviously the biggest and medias which we're not going to see anything remotely close to that here Uh, i'm expecting something more along the lines of the Kate bishop which was again a string of missions but Weirdly enough, she was only playable for like half of them and stuff. It's just everything around this game, Ryan, is so weird. But I do want to call out the fact that like there was this story going around, what was it like a few days ago or like last week? What was it? Who, pub- who publishes it? Crystal, oh, Crystal-, Crystal
0: Dynamics and Square Enix.
1: Square Enix. Square Enix yeah. said that like Crystal wasn't the right team for this. I think that just sucks. This to me smells more of like ham fisting things that didn't need to be in this game, especially with the whole controversy about the XP boost and stuff that were going that was going on as well. I just think that Crystal is a fantastic studio, and I think there is a good game in here that I think if yeah. they had a little bit more, seemingly looking from the outside in, complete creative control on this, I think they would have made something awesome, seeing what, you know, how guardians turned out and everything. Mm. So I don't know. I'm I'm right now, I'm trying to keep my expectations low only because. I haven't been impressed for a while. I liked the base game. The expansions have done not much for me. I love Spider-Man, but I'm just, I'm ready to be, to be whelmed. Yeah. I'm ready to be whelmed, right? Pre-
0: prepare for disappointment is what, uh, what I'll say on this one. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, I want this to be awesome too. Cause I also really like the campaign for Avengers and yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really wish looking back on things like. I wish this game was just like they did, it just like they did with Guardians, where it was a single player game. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you just play as one of the Avengers, and then you interact with the other ones throughout the whole game, and and they do it from that side. Like, what if you just played as like uh, Miss Marvel whole, the whole time, exactly, and just did something yeah. like that? Like, I think that would be awesome, and that's more like what's up, Crystal's alley. And, and of course, like I just thought it was silly with this where is statement because that we to, we could have told you that like three years ago when they first announced <laughs> that it was going to be a live service game. Like anyone that could have put two and two together there and known, oh yeah, I guess Crystal, Crystal Dynamics probably probably, uh, like first of all, I, I don't think it's Crystal's fault that the game turned out this way. I think it's just mm-hmm. live service Avengers just doesn't work as a concept. I think that's more of the the, the issue here. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I mean, I wish they would have let Crystal kind of make the type of game that Crystal's really good at. But uh, yeah, that, that statement kind of broke me the wrong way too because it's just like, it's silly combined with the fact that it's like, well, duh, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so yep. let's move on, though. Even though I'm I'm kind of sad about this next d- news story, Matt. Uh, but it had to happen. Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker has been delayed a few weeks to December 7th. Early access will now start on December 3rd for those who have pre-ordered the game. Uh, at the same time, like because originally early access was supposed to start next Friday. I'm a little bummed about this, Matt, because I've been so looking forward to Endwalker. But at the same time, like I can wait a couple weeks because I know that for the most part they're just trying to get some last minute polish in there. Um, and it, I think it kind of gets it out of the way from some of the other games that we've got coming this week and next week. Um, I know most of them are on Switch like Shin Megami Tensei Five or Pokemon. But at the same time, like we were getting a lot of releases over the next couple weeks. So I'm glad that it's a little farther away from them. But launching it the day before Halo is going to be interesting for this game. But uh, at the same time, they released a new launch trailer for the game um that kind of goes over some of the story uh elements from from the game and oh my god it was amazing like the the music that that was there was incredible and just the, the story setup they've got going on like i was really really impressed with it and i cannot wait to play this game when it comes out it's it's definitely my most anticipated game for the rest of the year so i'm so excited about this matt please don't tell me you watched the launch trailer and what do you think about this
1: I have not watched the launch trailer only because again I'm trying to get through the rest of the content before I start watching new trailers. I'm just I I'm going to the correct Game answer. Mode.
0: That's the correct yeah. answer. Don't spoil yeah, it for no. yourself.
1: Yeah, I don't want that. But um, I I think this I think this sucks only because seeing Yoshi P being so hard on himself was mm-hmm. the most was the most disappointing thing for me here. Again, like you said, I know a lot of people are really anticipating this in a couple of weeks. It's not that long, but still, you know, when you get. Excited for a game and it's right around the corner. Yeah. Being a little bit disappointed is totally fine. I just think it sucks how hard he took it on himself. You could see how pained he was mm-hmm. making the delay. Like, this was obviously not a move that they even came close to wanting to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, if this gives them a bit more time to wrap things up the way that they want to on their own terms, especially with. The story that this guy's had with Final Fantasy fourteen, I think he deserves as much time as he needs, even if it slips farther. I know he doesn't want to, but again, yeah, take your time. Make sure the game is what it is, especially because, a lot, like, like you said, people have been really looking forward to this entry. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, take your time. Make it what it is. And again, coming up against Halo, I think a lot of people who are going to be looking forward to this, I... I don't know, a gut feeling we'll play this before they get to Halo. I feel like yeah. this is one of the games that people will be like, you know what, I have to get to Endwalker, I'll get to Halo over Christmas or whatever it is. So um, I don't think this is a massive problem for Endwalker. I actually think this might be a little bit more of a, we'll wait for Halo because I feel like there's That's just so true. much building towards this that people will be wanting to dive in immediately. So yeah
0: especially someone like yeah. me who's, like, super excited for both. It's, like, it's like mm-hmm. te- tearing me apart, but I know that my heart's probably with Final Fantasy XIV on this one. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to to play the final game. And, uh, and yeah, just watching the live letter and just be seeing Yoshi P really sad about it just kind of broke my heart a little bit. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it also makes a lot of sense, too, when you think about the fact that he's also <laughs> in the process of developing Final Fantasy XVI at the same time as this. So it's mm-hmm. just, like, it, it's just, it, it sounds like it's just so much work of, uh, like, kind of building yep. on once, so... I can imagine that little things like that were going to come up like this. But uh, luckily, we don't have to wait too much longer. Like, we're, we've only got uh, less than a month to go. And then it's more a, a, an excuse to, to finish leveling all your characters or that to eventually to catch up. So there's stuff, <laughs> too. So, I'll get there. There you go. Next up. Bay 9 Amco have announced that Jump Force is officially being delisted on February 7th, 2022. Both the base game as well as all of its DLC will no longer be available for purchase on that day. In addition, the game's online services will be turned off on August 24th, 2022. This is due to licensing for all of the characters in this game because they're they're from all across Shonen Jump properties, although this is odd because shonen jump owns all of these characters but i guess it's just bandai's licensing of these characters is kind of the the thing that's running out here um so definitely if, if you're interested in jump force buy it while you still can i know it's not a great game not an amazing game but uh it's it, it's always sad to see games get delisted like this especially because of licensing reasons but matt what do you think about this news
1: this sucks just because like it's unfortunate that it's because of a licensing deal that this game's game t- you know getting taken away. I think even though it was probably always a possibility, given you know all the different characters being thrown together, I just think it's you know I think it's unfortunate that that's the reason why. And I know a lot of people were hoping for another seasons pass coming along with it for another season, but if you could track the sales, that probably wasn't going to happen. But yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. I think it's just unfortunate that we're losing a game because of you know extraneous circumstances rather than anything else. So I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to be picking it up just to be able to hold on to it. Just because, you know, I want to support it at least a little bit, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember picking it up on on Black Friday, not last year, but the year before, and it was, like, really cheap. So I ended up actually mm-hmm. picking it up then, and I'm glad that I did, because, uh, again, I hate losing games like this. But uh, at the same time, yeah, I know it's not an amazing game, uh, and the, the, the real kicker is when the online services uh, get turned off, the game becomes, like, extremely limited. Like, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the features, even, like, some of the campaign stuff is, like, tied to the online mode, so... Um, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how you're even going to be able to play this offline and what, what features are even going to work. But uh, yeah. I guess we'll find out in uh, August of next year. And then last news stories, which I thought was interesting and kind of bizarre. 2K have re-released the Borderland 2's uh, Tiny Tina DLC as a standalone product called Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a Wonderland's one-shot adventurer for $9.99, it's live on PS4 and PS5 now. This seems like a weird move, but at the same time, I guess, like, maybe people don't want to jump back into Borderlands 2 to try the Tiny Tina DLC before playing Wonderlands in March? Mm-hmm. I don't get the, the the line behind this one, but sure, 2K does what it wants, I guess. But Yeah,
1: I agree with you. This is a strange one for me, um, especially because, like, I don't know, I don't see much, like, hunger for, for this game. Like, I'm seeing people being excited, sure, but, like, I don't see people being like, oh, my God, I can't wait for this. Um, I, I guess for people who... I guess this is more for people who, you know, have never maybe played Borderlands or missed out on this DLC to kind of catch up on her character a little bit before her her full-blown adventure. But, yeah, I agree with you. This is, this is a bit of a strange run for me. Um, I'm not a big Borderlands fan anyway, so I'm not really... I don't really care that much about this. But I mean, for somebody who does, good for you. It's I'm glad I'm you know, I'm glad it's there, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a thing.
0: It exists. There we go. Yeah. So we talked about. It. <laughs> All right. Let's let some of our friends into the car with us. It's time for the carpool, folks at home. If you would like to have your question read on the carpool, there's a number of ways to do that. Number one, we put up a t- post on Twitter every single Wednesday afternoon asking for questions over on Yumi Capri's on Twitter. So leave your questions there. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, leave your questions in the comments, and we'll get to them on the show. Or if you're on Discord with us on the Yumi Capri Discord, it's free to join. The links in the show notes. You can leave your questions there as well, just like TPR did on. Discord and uh br- brace yourself back because this is a long question. So uh let me let me go through this real quick. So TPR asks, I cannot get over how good Elden Ring looks, you guys. From software looks to be taking one of the greatest hits soul it looks to be one of the greatest hits soulsborne game. This is weird word kind of weirdly. bringing together the best aspects from past titles like power stancing, poise, unique and customizable weapon arts. The list goes on. And now also being able to gain weapon arts from bosses rather than simply souls, weapons, and armor makes me feel like this will be one of the most customizable souls game ever. I feel like I'm a kid in a candy shop, and the candies I've been seeing accommodate over the past few years, and a horse. What are your thoughts on Elden Ring? So Matt, the Elden Ring... Closed beta test uh, pre like trailer went live uh, when we recorded last week, so we didn't get a chance to check it out. Um, they also had a bunch of previews go up. And then the closed alpha test is also happening right now for those who signed up and actually managed to get an entry. I mean, I didn't get in. Uh, I know Mr. Badbit didn't get in either. Matt's shaking his head like he didn't get in either. So none of us really have anything to say about us, like any playtime with it. But Matt, what did you think about all of this Elden Ring stuff? Are you excited for this game? What, what do you think?
1: See, I, I run into the same problem with every FromSoft game. The marketing gets me and I start getting excited and then I start playing it. And I don't I remember why I don't like playing those games. The thing that I will say about this, like I do like what I'm seeing. The maneuverability seems to be a little bit quicker, a little bit more agile compared to some of their games past. Uh, the horse looks great. I like the whole double jump angle. Uh, I was watching Skill Up's. Uh, preview video and you know i he makes it look really really interesting and from all the hype like this really does seem to be a true open world souls experience um some things that i do like from from the things that i watched uh, and unless i'm wrong it looks like there's no fall damage which is fantastic i Mm -hmm. think that adds a little bit more maneuverability and especially they were talking about uh, you know going at certain dungeons in different ways because hopefully you'll be able to drop and not immediately die um along with the fact that the 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 different like souls that you can summon in to kind of the spirits. That's what it was to help you fight. I appreciate that. And I feel like as long as it's not like a massive cost, I'm going to be using those quite liberally just because like, I'm like, again, I appreciate them for what they are, but the difficulty ends up getting to be more so than not. I am curious to try this out. Um, in that February time slot, I don't know if I'm going to be like, I don't know unless I get really suckered in over the next few months, which is entirely possible. Uh, I don't know if I'll be picking up this day one, but the trailer, especially like the twenty minutes and the previous that I'm seeing, do make me more excited than I was previously. Uh, Ryan, I know you're not also a massive Soulsborne, you know, from soft fan, but where are you at with this? Does they do anything to really bring you in? Nope. Uh, I mean, I don't really. So first off, I don't necessarily
0: hate Soulsborne games. Like I really got into Sekiro uh, when that came out and really enjoyed mm-hmm. my time with it. I thought that was a fantastic game. I loved the way that game played and the way that f- it felt to to be in that world. Um, Mm -hmm. and the world of Elden Ring looks really interesting and I like kind of the enemy and boss design and the way like the dungeons look so this is the the type of game that you think I probably would like especially because I like difficult games but what kills it for me is the pace of combat in particular which has always been my chief complaint about Dark Souls because I don't love the slow kind of plotting like more like blocking and, and kind of defensive combat that is always kind of Plagued the, the been a part of the Dark Souls series, um, which I know people like in that t- with that those games. But I personally have never liked it. I liked more of the the faster action games that are difficult stuff that that's like uh, closer to Bloodborne or even more like Sekiro or even farther than that like something like Ninja Gaiden or Devil May Cry. Like that's more my speed than this game. Um, so for me, as much as I want to be excited about Elden Ring, as much as I think the gameplay looks like it'll be. Like the, the world looks cool and interesting, but the gameplay just doesn't do it for me personally. And again, I just know that's, a, a, that, that's just my style of play. So I know that I'm personally not going to be into it, but I know a lo- it's going to make a lot of people happy and I'm excited to see what, what people have to say about it when, when it comes out or even just um, more kind of feedback from, from the closed beta test, I think it'll be cool to hear. So we'll hear about that soon, I guess. But uh, it's awesome to hear TPR, for example, is, is uh, excited about it too in Discord. So there you go all right next up Court Lalonde at Court Lalonde on Twitter asks it's been a year with the PlayStation 5 what's one thing you wish the console had that it doesn't so can can you believe it Matt like at this point uh, the PlayStation five has been out for almost a year, if not a year. i i I thought it came out um, the next week, but I can't remember for sure. But it doesn't matter. Well, you fact check that, um as far as things it's really missing, I know for the most part, some of this stuff I would have asked for, like being able to rearrange like the the dock um or or whatnot. like those those are, have things been things that have been fixed. Um, so there's not much at least. On the software side, that I can imagine that I would really want, other than I still want to have a day where we can hold down the PS, the PlayStation button, and get to the power options directly that way, rather than having to map it in a specific spot on the, the cross media bar in order to get to it quickly. Um, but it's a, it's just little touches. I actually really enjoy like navigating my PlayStation Five, and um, I, I like the way that it's formatted now. So I don't think they necessarily need too much to change too much for me personally, um, but. I don't know what uh, am I out to lunch on this one Matt what do you think what are we missing
1: Yeah no I actually agree with you Ryan I think that the console has pretty much a lot of the things that I've already wanted or the things that were bothering me have already been kind of fixed I do like that we can rearrange things now on the you know on the control board um and to be to be fair Ryan you're almost there the anniversary of the PS5 is actually the day that this podcast comes out, November 12 so it's going to be a nice little per, a nice little bit of synergy. Um, as for the things that I'm still kind of wanting out of the console, and I think that, you know this is kind of coming from because like I've been playing across a bunch of different ecosystems lately, I really want the ability to gift games on playstation network like there's been a lot of like you know chances where i was like you know what this game's on sale i know th- you know this person would love this game i have a bit of credits left you know i'll, I'll send, i would love to send it over for them and that's mm-hmm. just something that's kind of it's not massive it's not game breaking but i think that's just that really would be a really nice quality of life thing to be able to you know buy games for people on your friends list and be able to send them over to them yeah um along with but the fact that uh, there was something else in my mind just went blank I mean, it could be cou- anything. It could be anything at this point. I mean, uh, especially because, like, we got the hard drive
0: support, which is what some, mm-hmm. one of the things we really wanted, um, as well as, you know, just being able to change stuff around. But
1: what do yeah. you, what, what, did you remember that? I, I remembered. Yeah, it came back to me. Um, yeah, like, I think also just seeing how well Smart Delivery works on Xbox now and the saves, I would really love for them to... F- Fix that to some extent, like especially Mm -hmm. if they are going kind of further into the PC PC ecosystem. I'd love for safes to have a bit more, you know, easily transfer. You know, I just want them to be able to kind of work a little bit better along with the fact that you still have to try and figure out, oh, do I want to download the PS4 or the PS5 version of this game? So there are things that I think they can learn from their, you know friends and family and different competitors Mm -hmm. Um, but all in all I'm actually really happy with the experience I love the UI Um, I like you know it's I feel it's it it works pretty well and I think the little things that just still need to be tweaked are nothing massive but you know things that would really kind of help the experience just take it a little bit a little bit further out Mm -hmm. you ask too much Matt
0: I don't think to be honest I don't think they're ever going to uh, do anything like smart delivery I think it's just going to be like I think it's just going to be the way it is uh, imagine though like two generations from now if they keep doing it this way and then, then like do you want to install the PS4, the PS5, the PS6 or the PS7 version <laughs> of this game which one do you want? <laughs> it's going to be, it's gonna and, be and amazing.
1: We're like, going to be on episode 1500 being like I remember <laughs> when yeah. we had to only worry about PS4 and PS5 versions of the game. Yeah, but man, P- that PS7 I mean I got to get that P-
0: uh, I need to un- install the PS4 version of Until Dawn but then also the secret PS7 <laughs> version as well. My god. All right, next up, Plastic Hearts Podcast at Plastic Heart Pod asks, think Sony's feeling any pressure not having a huge first-party game this holiday. Xbox seems to be gobbling up Q4 with Age of Empires, Forza 5, and Infinite. So we talked about this on the Xbox drive, which was kind of surprising with with Forza in particular because that game had actually, they announced on uh, Wednesday that the game actually hit 4.5 million players on launch day uh, alone, let alone uh, the the million people that had been playing po- like before launch who had paid for early access, which is just a crazy number to, to begin with. Um, and yeah, I think that... I don't necessarily think that they Sony's feeling like they're missing out because Sony traditionally just doesn't have anything during the holiday. It just happens to be... This holiday happens to be a really good holiday for both Nintendo and Microsoft. So it's interesting just seeing Sony not have anything. But I mean, Sony had all their bigger hits earlier in the year. We had Returnal, we had Ratchet, we had Deathloop. We had Kenna. Like, all those games already came out. So, uh, And that's just the the typical Sony playbook. That's just always their thing. And next year, I'd imagine it's going to be no different. Like, Horizon, we know, is coming in February. God of War, I imagine, comes out summertime of next year, if not, you know, by September, probably at the latest. And then any other games they have, first party, are probably not coming out in the, in the fall either. So that's just traditionally not their space. So I don't think necessarily they're feeling the pressure or anything like that. But it definitely is probably not looking as good as usual, especially because Microsoft, it's been a long time since they've had a fall lineup this good uh, of really solid games. And uh, I I, I think that there's got to be at least a little
1: bit of feeling there. But what what do you think about this question, Matt? Uh, I think they make a good point, but honestly, I don't think Sony or PlayStation cares really. Like I think, I think you kind of nailed it. They're not really ones to be in Q like late Q3, early Q4. Too, too much uh, especially because i think this is we're all still still seeing uh a bit of the you know pandemic ramifications here because i really do think horizon was supposed to be this fall i do think that they were kind of planning for it but obviously with things happening it had to slip a little bit um i don't think they care i don't think they're worried like like you said xbox is on fire right now nintendo's having a great holiday season as well they both have some like really really impressive games that are coming out or if not are out already um and I just think that these things seem to be a little bit cyclical more so than anything else. You hear a lot about one studio, like about one of them, one of the big three before you hear a lot about the next. And I just kind of think that right now it's Xbox's, probably like predominantly Xbox's time to shine. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. PlayStation already has a stacked, you know, season next year with, with Horizon and Grand Turismo pretty much hitting back to back. And like you said, God of War, and I'm sure plenty of other surprises that we don't know about yet. I don't, I don't think they're sweating. I think this is one of those situations where it's impossible to buy a PS5 right now still anyway. So yeah. people who already want them are already, you know, picking them up as they become available. It's not like there's a ton of them on the shelves and they're not selling and they need games to kind of push the hardware. They're at a position right now where the hardware's selling anyway. What do they care? That, you yeah. know, people will play their third party stuff if they're playing on PlayStation and they'll wait it out till next year. I don't think it's I don't think they're worried. Yeah, especially just look at the, the
0: amount of consoles they've sold this year already and that's why they don't really need a big holiday game because people like they're already number one in the mind share of a lot of North Americans anyways at this point. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't really matter too much. Although, um, I didn't put this in the news because, um, this kind of came right before we started recording today, but I don't know if you saw the tweet Mm -hmm. about, uh, the PlayStation actually having to cut down on the number of consoles that they have coming this holiday down to 15 million consoles sold this year. And the last time we had reported numbers with 13.6. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I think, um, so I think that, um, the, the, it's going to like at this point, they're hardly gonna be able to sell any more PlayStation 5s this year anyways. So I don't think they mm-hmm. really need a big haul. They push with a specific title or anything like that. But black Friday, I think is going to be like a good sales period for PlayStation anyways. Cause even if they don't have a big game, like people are going to be buying ratchet or returnal, like especially if they're on sale at places. Uh, so yeah, I think that, mm-hmm they're going to be totally fine. And then last question of the week comes to us from Todd Oxtra at Talkstra, who asks, with Xbox really embracing their 20th anniversary, what would you like to see Sony do to excite their fan base with their next big milestone? So that's, that's an interesting question, Todd, because I think PlayStation doesn't really they don't really do a lot of celebration for uh, their consoles. Like I know they did the 20th anniversary console for the PlayStation 4 when they, the the PS1 hit 20 years old. But beyond that, we haven't really seen them celebrate like when the PS2 has a birthday or when the PS3 had has its birthday. Like because the PS3, for example, is 15 years old this year, like this November. And they literally like Sony's not saying anything about it. So, um, I don't think they generally like to celebrate anniversaries, which is too bad. Cause I love like what Xbox is doing celebrating their 20th anniversary. I think that they know that their console is a big deal, but at the same time, I remember back to last year when the, the 360 hit its 15 year milestone and Microsoft didn't really do much for that. Like there was a couple tweets, but beyond that, there wasn't much of a celebration there either. But, uh, what do you think about this, Matt?
1: Uh, I think you're right. Like I I really did like the, you know, the PS1 anniversary controller. I would like to see some more stuff like that. I would like to see them actually start doing stuff with the plates on the PS5 as well, like even just some retro coloring. But really Ryan, none of that ultimately matters to what is the only correct answer to this question, which is PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale 2 that would be the perfect time to bring it back to celebrate their heritage and their legacy while also giving that game another opportunity to shine because it was awesome. And it dur- deserves another day in the spotlight. So that is the only real answer. Podcast finished. This is done. See you next week. You just, you just called it as it is. Imagine if I just <laughs> shop, stopped the show right
0: there, Matt. How cool I would laugh is. so hard. Um, I mean, if God, God forbid, if we're getting that WB crossover fighter, we can get a PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale too. Uh, although they don't have Shaggy. So, I mean, it would be definitely harder to, to get into that. But I yeah, know. like I would love to see them, like PlayStation, you know, celebrate their heritage a little bit more. But. I just know that that's not really something they really do that often. So I I really don't think Todd that they're going to be doing anything. What I would love to see though is kind of what you talked about, like special edition consoles. Like I would love like a PS2 or a PS3 version. Like imagine if you had the plates on the the PlayStation five that kind of like curved up like the, the PlayStation three plates with the Spider-Man font on it that, but it said PlayStation five instead of PlayStation three, like stuff like that would be cool. Um, or controllers and whatnot. But yeah, I just don't think that's their deal. But anyways, Matt, we got to go before we go. Matt, plugs go.
1: Yeah, you can find me over at Twitter at burnout underscore Matt or us on YouTube at youtube.com slash burnout brighter. We just had a new review go up for Bright Memory Infinite. So go check that out and come hang out with me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash burnout brighter seven. Very nice, my friend. Ask me. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You can find us on Twitter at
0: Yumi Capris. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash me Capri and on podcast services around the globe. So, for Matt Sawinski, I'm Ryan Turver. This has been episode 26 of the PlayStation Drive, and we're out. The PlayStation Drive is fueled by patrons over at patreon.com slash and I want to say thank you to each and every one of our patrons from the bottom of my heart from your support across all of our content. And let's start by thanking ARCA Premium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown over at youtube.com slash PM Entertainment. Our Platinum Producers, Robbie Bollaby Miller and Trucker Sloth. And our Gold Members, Argo, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Emily O'Kelly, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, MacTime, Benji Kong, Marcus O'Neill, RJ Kern, Dano, Skinny Matt, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Fulia Fuji, and Xavier Reyes. Thank you all for all of your support.